friendship forged in music, a partnership in its fourth decade, a lifetime in pursuit of the perfect song, and a community built along the way. 14 studio albums and another one in the wings. The band is Sky Diggers. This is Employee of the Myth. Track two, My City is Gone. And now, in conversation with Jane Gowan of the Music Buddy Podcast, Andy Mays and Josh Finlayson, Skydiggers. Track two on Hydra Light is called My City is Gone. And it's an infectious soul classic. It just hums along and it's just got so much groove to it. But it's really addressing what you feel is being lost in Toronto is from what I can tell. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. I think so. Or even on a personal level, you know, a a lot of touchstones from, from my youth and, uh, and even years of playing in, uh, in bands, Mm -hmm. uh, there, everything's disappearing to make way for progress for condos, basically. Very tall buildings. Mm -hmm. Very tall buildings. And, you guys, in your early days, and we, we have talked a little bit about this, but in the early days of the band coming up with uh, Andrew Cash and Pete Cash and the acoustic meltdown at the Spadina Hotel, and there were also other, I mean, the Spadina Hotel venue is gone, and the Spadina Hotel... It's an innovation hub now, Jane. It's, okay. <laughs> well, it was an innovation hub back then, too. <laughs> it was. Uh, the great cabana, the late great cabana room was that's a, right. an awesome place. But there were other venues, I didn't live here at that time, but there were other venues that I've heard about that sound quite, like they were important for musicians coming up at the time, like Larry's Hideaway, mm-hmm. oh, or Larry's. The Edge, or The Turning yeah. Point. The Beverly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you oh. have some favorite moments or gigs from the memorable moments, even as you know an audience member? Well, seeing and hearing the rheostatics at the Beverly with the Soul Patrol. Nice. Horn section wow. um, was pretty uh, was pretty spectacular. L'étranger uh, at uh, anywhere in town. The Ramblers at uh, Larry's and also at the Turning Point, where anyone uh, anyone over the age of twelve could get a beer. <laughs> nice. Um, and the Ramblers was Josh's band. It was mandatory, band. I think. Yeah, the Ramblers was was Josh's, Josh's band. Yeah. And uh, the high fives at the Cabana Room, who uh, who went on to become uh, Blue Rodeo. That was like seeing the Beatles uh, in the Hamburg days for me. It was before everything broke out. But yeah, it's so much great stuff. And and the the really cool thing was that you know there were fifty seat rooms, hundred seat. You could you could kind of work your way up. There was a there was a ladder that you could work your way up to. Oh, I see. And you know, and the goal was to play at the Horseshoe, or then later Lee's Palace. Uh, these venues—that's when you you knew that you were doing well when you could yeah. get gigs in in those venues. Josh, any thoughts from those days, like those those venues? Um, well, I mean, the Turning Point and Larry's Hideaway were venues that I remember very s- distinctly. Being, you know, whatever fifteen when I first played, even before the high school band that. The, the Ramblers, like okay. playing in other bands and 
being like 15 years old and playing in those venues. I mean, it, it was just not a big deal in those days. Mm -hmm. uh, simpler times, I guess. <laughs> but to, to Andy's point, you know, that graduating from smaller venues and developing, building an audience and a, a little community and taking that with you was, it was a very organic process. And I, th I mean, I know, um, I, I may have m mentioned this before, but we had this residency at the beverage room that when we took over from uh, Andrew Cash's acoustic meltdown, mm -hmm. and that really forced us to focus in on, you know, developing more material. And so we would rehearse maybe once or twice a week for that Monday night show. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and some stuff would work, some stuff wouldn't work, but it was almost like a workshop in that sense, like the, the way actors might do workshops and stuff. So it, it was pretty casual and we weren't, you know, it, there could be humor, there could be mistakes. And it was a great way to develop in front of an audience and as a band. That was something that Toronto was providing at that point. And do you think there are still people who come to your gigs today that were at those gigs back then? Or do you know mm -hmm. maybe? No, for there? sure. No, yeah, it, it's amazing. And yeah, people so cool. come and uh, we just saw someone the other night mm -hmm. at uh, at the at Revival, Paul, Paul Storis. Mm -hmm. Paul Storis used to come and he would record us. He had a, a stereo microphone and a digital machine and he would... He would record. Uh, he would record shows all around town, so he's got a whole archive of uh, of tapes oh, wow. uh, of of that time period of Toronto acts, as yeah. well as he would do. Uh, he he's doing some video as well. Yeah, so it was nice to see him. Amazing. Yeah. Well, this song. I mean, it kind of calls out. It's got a bit of criticism in it. I'd say mm -hmm. of the powers that be or what's happening. Well, um, the the city's being run by developers. Yeah, rather than the people, yeah, and the people the are what make money. this city great. Yeah, <laughs> the, it it really is. the The neighborhoods have always made Toronto great, and what's mm -hmm. happening with the condoization of the city is that it is uh, making all of the neighborhoods the same because the uh, the uh, ground floor retail uh, are all these what they call anchor tenants, which are Shoppers Drug Mart, uh, LCBO. Mm -hmm. Uh, chain fast food restaurants and dentists <laughs> you know so you if you build a condo in uh, you know little india or a uh, little korea or a uh, korea town or wherever mm -hmm. you know suddenly you you're displacing the street retail that made that neighborhood unique toronto is so unique in the way that you can drive all the way along Blur or whatever, and just mm -hmm. see so many different types of businesses as you go. It mm -hmm. just, you well, know, we're in Greek Town right now. That's right. Yeah, and if you travel from where I live, you know, close to Main Street to here, you, there's hundreds of different types of businesses all along the way, mm -hmm. and I love that about yeah, Toronto. Absolutely, a song like this that does call out wrongs. I don't know if you'd call yourselves activists, but the, it's it's couched in this super infectious kind of groovy, soulful, mm -hmm. upbeat thing that you could dance to mm -hmm. and sing along to do you think that'll get the message through even more if well this is our philly soul fantasy song my city is gone year after year it's been getting clearer now my city is gone for the love of money, for the love of money that
very early on we talked about Philly Soul and I, I was a huge, huge fan as a kid mm. of, of the OJs and the Spinners. Yeah. And, and you've got songs like Backstabbers that are social protest songs that you could dance to. So we started writing this song on February the 4th, 2020 huh. in Kingston, Ontario. We were doing a show with the Art of Time Ensemble, and it was a, a show of uh, protest songs. Mm -hmm. And uh, and Josh and I were in the dressing room there. We were doing uh, Masters, uh, for the program, we were doing uh, Masters of War. We were doing uh, Buddy, Can You Spell Spare a Dime? Um, and, Sam Stone. And Sam John Stone, Prime. Uh, John Prime. <laughs> and uh, Keep Your Eyes on the Prize. Mm -hmm. um, but we were sitting in the dressing room, and Josh just started playing this riff. And uh, and I had a few ideas, and and uh, and so I recorded it on voice memo, Very good. Uh, which uh, which has taken the place of calling your home answering machine yes. to uh, to leave a, an idea on that. And so uh, yeah, it it really started that day, and then we uh, kind of pursued it after there. The the horn parts. I mean, Andy, you know, you've come a long way. Yeah, it's not me. <laughs> Yes, that's all Daniel. <laughs> that's Daniel Lapp. Yeah. And there's strings on here too. This uh, on this particular song. Uh, Victoria so. musician uh, Richard Moody arranged and played the strings on. Uh, on this song as well. And, and, you know, as a reference, we sent him, uh, money, 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 you know, just a little uh, some people got to have it. Yeah. Um, that's, <laughs> that's my tribute. Yeah. The song talks about the city changing, which it has obviously. And, you know, your band has evolved a lot and sometimes good things can come from change. And sometimes, you know, we're, we're left heartbroken or whatever it is. But I mean, Sky Diggers, especially after Pete left the band, you were faced with kind of like, what do we do now? He being the principal songwriter at the time. And then you go in and you do Desmond's Hip City. And there, that was a time of a lot of change for you in the band, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. It sure was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We went right into it. I think certainly I was in a, a emotionally and, and personally in a in a pretty uh, pretty tough spot yeah. and didn't really know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. uh, and my first reaction was, we just have to keep going. We just have to keep going. Right. And uh, and luckily, you know, I've got my brothers uh, Josh and Ron who mm -hmm. you know who picked up the slack for me because mm -hmm. I was. Uh, was not really capable of functioning properly at that time, mm -hmm. and we and Josh wrote most of the material on uh, on Desmond's, mm -hmm. uh, including for the first time lyrics, which which you hadn't really written before hmm. um, in any great degree, and melodies, of course. Um, so that was a real that was a lifesaver, mm -hmm. and it was a big transition for us. Well, I mean, the song Desmond's Hip City. If you take a look at the video for that song, it's just so great to see the footage from where Brixton is that the neighborhood that you were staying in at the time? Yeah, yeah, we're squatting. That store was squatting in uh, Brixton, and the record store was right 
more or less above my window. There's a there were drain tracks that all these shops were underneath the archways of, and then the building I was in was right behind that. So yeah. uh, you could hear the music coming, you know, starting in the morning and going into the evening. And yeah, and the footage came. I was looking for because we were talking about uh, it last year was the. 25 years since Desmond's Hip City came out. Mm -hmm. And I was looking for some photos of Desmond's Hip City uh, online, of which I found a few. But then um, then I stumbled across this old, I think it was uh, Thames TV footage. It was news footage from, it's a, I don't know if it's a London-based station or, or but they, they had this footage and it was just a car driving through Brixton and... Uh, and my my son Max, he's a photographer and mm -hmm. uh, and likes likes to make videos. And uh, I asked him to put together a little uh, a video with the with the song we re-recorded with Desmond's the re-recording of Desmond's okay, that we put man. out. So I sent it to the, you know the uh, my friends, the guys that I played in the band with uh -huh. in uh, in London at the time, and oh, you nice. know it, it was very much uh, you know a memory that. You know, they all enjoyed seeing because it's it's very much a, a time capsule. And now, live from the Woodshed Studios in Toronto, Josh and Andy and Desmond's Hip City. I feel the bass pins pounding down in Desmond's Hip City. Playing all the favorites again. I feel the trains roll slowly over Desmond's hip city Floating through the market again And while the marketplace was full I'd be drawn to my window Feeling rhythms undertow I'd be dragged down below I feel the backbeat dragging Down in Desmond's hip city Playing all the favorites Again, Desmond's Hip City Playing all the favorites Again, Desmond's Hip City Playing all the favorites Again With Pete Cash's departure from Skydiggers, Desmond's Hip City was viewed at the time as a musical departure for the band. Desmond's opened a door of innovation and songwriting that Josh and Andy continue to follow to this day. And now, with My City Is Gone, once again, Skydiggers. I did and 
brick by brick My city is gone Year after year It's been getting clearer now My city is gone For the love of money For the love of money That's why you do it Cause everything you touch falls apart Ends up in ruins Towers block the sun that used to shine on everyone now Our city is gone Year after year Fear feeds on fear Now Our city is gone For the love of money For the love of money That's why you do All for the love of money For the love of money, that's why you do it Cause everything you've touched comes apart Ends up in ruins That's beautiful, guys. Thank you so much. Okay, that's a wrap on track two. The album is called Hide Your Light. The band is Sky Diggers, and this has been Employee of the Myth. Employee of the Myth is hosted by Jane Gowan and recorded at Blue Rodeo's Woodshed Studios in Toronto, Ontario. The podcast is engineered by Tim Vesley and mixed by Jane Gowan. If you enjoyed this conversation, please rate, review, share, subscribe, and play it loud. My name is Joel Stewart. Thanks for listening. Don't look to me for the answer. I don't know nothing anymore. I'll do my best in the meantime And wonder what it's been for Je t'aime toujours, mon amour Je t'aime toujours, mon amour